Alright guys, this is Adam back again with Deacon with the Deacon Hoover uh, Radio Network. Uh, with me as always, and a more well-spoken gentleman, is Alex Deacon, the Deacon of Real Estate. Yes. Alex Adam, how are you today? Buddy? I am doing good on a Friday. Good. How are you? Good to see you. Nice to see you, good sir. <laughs> <laughs> Alright guys, here today what we're going to do is uh, we're going to do a little segment called After the Rehab. Uh, and guys, what we're really going to be doing is what to look for uh, before your property goes on the market. So if you are flipping a property, uh, we're going to kind of give you some tips and tricks to look for uh, before you actually put it on the market. So, yeah. Alex. Super important. So I think we, we just did a, a short version of what to look for when you're walking through a property before you make an offer, okay? Because sometimes you don't have a lot of time to do that. Right. You make a quick decision. So just today, I walked through two properties. One, we're just about to do the rehab on it. So I need to work up some numbers, run it past the contractor, come up with a game plan, keep on budget, all that. The other one I walked through is one that's done. Contractor had told me it's done, done. And it's never done, done because I always find things. That, <laughs> it's just, it's. I'm not like mad at the contractor in any way. I'm just saying I, I like to look at it through my eyes because I know... When I look at it through my eyes, I'm look at, looking at it through other agents who are going to show its eyes, and I'm looking at it through other buyers and other home inspectors' eyes that are going to look at it and critique the crap out of it. Okay, so I went through one today. A um, couple things came up. So, again, we bought this property. The garage is built into the earth. You know, it's like built into a hillside. So... One of the walls, in fact, a couple of walls are bowing, and there's there's really not much we can do about it other than spend like fifteen thousand dollars. You know, wow. so it might be better just to tear the garage down, put a parking pad there. Honestly, right. So we um, we mortared all the cracks and we painted it white, and you can visibly see there's a bow. We're not trying to hide anything. We're just trying to make it look not look so horrible, and it's really not that bad. It'll probably last like that for. 15 20 years right maybe longer yeah but just keep in mind when the home inspector walks through there and does a home inspector he's going to nail that thing and the buyer's going to come back and say hey look we want these we want these wall anchors we want these beams put in we want you to spend ten thousand dollars to make this right so that's just something that i need to and my partners need to keep in mind we may have to buck up and fix that okay nothing we can do about that but I walked through the house today and I saw some things like hot water heat in this house has radiators. You know, I don't, some parts of the country may not have radiators, but they have radiators. The, radi- the house looks gorgeous. Great paint scheme. Hardwood floors are finished. Uh, just looks really good. And then this ugly radiator that's not been painted and it's dusty. So I took a picture of it. I'm going to send it to the contractor and see what we can do about it. We can either buy covers for them or you can paint them or just maybe just clean them. So they look a little better. Then I walked up to the um, second floor, and I noticed some things that a buyer and a home inspector is going to catch. One thing was the closet doors were mirrored closet bifold doors. They were there when we bought it. Uh, there's no handles on them. You literally can't open them up. I mean, it's like you have to, like, it's real hard to open them. Okay. And they don't open real good. They're like, they literally grind on the. So I'm like, you like know, this, tracks. Yeah, this, is like good, stuff. Exactly. So this is got this is not good. So this is not a good first impression. So took a picture of those. If if we can get those fixed, we'll fix them. If not, we'll just replace them with like colonial white six panel hollow core bifold doors. Right? 
then there's some lighting up there that's not quite right. I know the home inspector is going to have a problem with it, and I don't like the way it looks. Okay, so let's get that done now. So we're talking about minor, minor things here that all add up to that first impression. Well, these doors unopened, that light's hanging down, the, the light switch is loose. Then people start questioning the, the integrity of the electrical system. So all little things need to be handled, take a week to get done, we could put the house on the market. But those are the little things, and then we're going to go through the rest of the house, but those are the little things that the average guy doing a flip does not see, and those are the things that come back to bite you and chew into your uh, profit. So a lot of times it's, it's what, you know, things that will typically slip your mind, because if you're looking at a house, and, and, and I mean, I'm just thinking, you know, outside the box here, you know, kind of ingrain yourself that if it's summertime, we, we're not usually thinking about radiators or, or thermostats or anything because it's summertime. If anything, we're thinking about air conditioning systems. In the summertime, don't forget to look at the radiator and vice versa. You know, in the wintertime, don't forget to look at the air conditioner because they're, you know, this is a year-long process, guys. You know, mm -hmm. it's just because when you're looking at it, it said, it said property. Um, don't, don't just think about what time of season that you're in. Absolutely. Oh yeah, absolutely. Good good point. And sometimes when you're looking at a house or buying a house in the winter, you don't know if that AC works. And there's really no way to test it that I'm aware of other than maybe checking the pressures on it or something. But if it's 30 degrees out, it's it's most home inspectors can't test an AC unit. Right. So I'm assuming there's really no good way to test it. But So I walked through the second floor bedroom, went back downstairs, went into the dining room, the light fixture in the dining room was not replaced. It really should be because it's like a chandelier type and there's like little shades on each one, right? There's about mm -hmm. five. Well, two of the shades have, have holes in it. And I'm like, you know, that's just, that's not going to work. You know, we need a new chandelier. So again, contractor said it was done. It's not done. Right. You know, it's obviously not done. So we need a new chandelier in there. Uh, walked into the kitchen. The kitchen has regular countertops on it. We didn't do anything with the countertops. We left them. We left the kitchen cabinets, very nice cabinets. But the countertops have uh, like typical Home Depot or Lowe's countertops, but they have end caps on them that okay. cover up the ends. Well, the, this one doesn't have an end cap. So you've got these really nice gray countertops with this brown wood that needs to be covered. So it either needs to be, you're not going to be able to find an end cap that matches right. this particular one. So. We need to get over there and paint those so they blend in. Gotcha. Yep. Um, other things were the microwave. Looked really nice. The handle's completely broken off. We didn't. We usually put new appliances in. These appliances were decent, but the handle's broken off. So I don't. We're going to find a handle for a microwave. We might as well just. <laughs> we're going to have to get a new microwave. Right. The dishwasher. Uh, I got to check with the contractor see if it, it worked or not. Because dishwashers are really, they're, they're really sketchy. Because if, if they sit a while, they, stand, they tend to dry rot and, and they tend not to work. Or if they sit over a winter, even though you drain all the water out of them, and a plumber told me this recently, um, sometimes there's no way to get all the water out of all the little intricate plastic parts in there, and they just, they freeze up and they go bad. Oh, wow, I never knew yeah. that. So dish, we're probably going to have to put a dishwasher in. There's no stove, and we'll put a microwave. I will open up the door to go outside. There's a light fixture on the outside. It looks like it's in good shape, but it's literally hanging off the wall by like probably a half an inch to an inch. And there's no glass in, or, you know, there should be yep. glass. 
and I noticed the glass is actually taped up and in one of the kitchen drawers. So I took a picture of the glass, I took a picture of the light fixture, so that's just another to-do list for my for my contract. Right. All these little things add up to folks looking at your house and thinking, well, if this contractor didn't take the time out to replace the light lampshades, the light switches are loose, the, the closet doors don't close, they don't have handles on them, the end cap on the on this is bad, this is bad, this is missing, they start questioning the entire integrity of the house and they start looking even closer for problems. That's what's going to happen. Okay. All little things, but they all add up. So it's one of those where, you know, you know, after the rehab, when you're really right before you're about to put this property on the market, you want to go over it with a fine-tooth comb. You really want, you know, like you said, perspective is huge. Mm -hmm. And looking at it through different lenses, uh, the, the investor, the buyer, you know, the inspector, I think that's, that's the one thing I'm taking away from this because the one thing that we tend to do as humans in, in the year 2017 is we're very single-minded. We need to start to think, think differently, and this could probably save you, if not make you money long term. Yeah, it could be. This could be the difference between a profitable venture and non-profitable, honestly. And so you have to look at it through the buyer's eyes, the agent who's showing the house, what they look for, and then ultimately the home inspector's eyes. To look at it through all of these, and then on, and then I throw another one in there too. You have to look at it through. The appraiser's eyes, because the appraiser has to come out and evaluate the property for value for the bank and make sure that it is adequate value and the bank's going to lend money on it. So there's there's a lot to look at, and you just can't get this. Uh, these are those. Um, it's the intuitive. These, yeah, these are the instinct muscles that you just have to build up. And, and, and being realistic too. I, I yeah. feel like this is an area where yeah. being is, you know, sometimes it, you have to swallow that bitter pill, you know, so to speak. But being realistic is ultimately is going to make you more money than cost you money mm -hmm. in the end. That's, and there's uh, one final important one. So I went into the basement. And the basement's really critical because you're looking for water penetration. You're looking for mold. You're looking for uh, any signs that the foundation is, you know, the integrity has been... You compromise. Right. Okay. So this particular basement has like a regular basement with foundation walls. And then the other half of the house is like dug out and it's still dirt. It's just, it's weird. It's closed off. You don't see it unless you go in there. But I, when I went in there initially, I told the contractor, I said, there, there are signs of old, old, dry mold in here. It wasn't like black mold. It wasn't like you walk in there and you could smell it or... But I could see it, and I know a home inspector is going to catch it. And this is the kind of mold you literally would wipe off. It's like dust. Right. It's not, it's not bad. But when I walked in there six months later, which was today, and it's still not cleaned. So I would have put this on the market. Buyers wouldn't have seen it. Home inspector go in and says, hey, there's mold here. It's probably not that bad. We should probably have it cleaned off. The buyer says, oh, you know what? I want to have the whole house tested for mold. And then they find mold here, mold there. It's just it opens up a can of worms. Yes. Okay. It's it's so, a snowball effect. We need to get in there. We need to clean all that mold with bleach and water. Clean it all off. Dry that basement out. Um, there is no water penetration in there, but I'm assuming that mold was there because it's a kind of basement that's underground, and you need to have a dehumidifier in there. Mm -hmm. Anything built underneath the ground is going to get damp at some point. Might not be. You might not see water. 
but you'll feel it's in the air. It gets on furniture. It gets on carpeting. You just need to have some sort of mechanism to pull that moisture out of the air. So that is huge. So those little things that I found today and the big thing, which was the mold in the basement, which is critical to this project being a success. Okay? Gotcha. And so like, like we keep saying, guys, a lot of times you do have to be sometimes a little overly critical. Uh, you know, be even more critical than, than you would be about to, about anything that you're – I mean this is your venture. But – be even more critical. Be your own worst that's, critic. That's such a good point. You have to you have to be more critical than even if it was your own home. Then some people find that that fine line where they are they're like ultra critical, and then th there's a fine line. You can't be ultra like ridiculously critical. Like I'm not going to hire a six a team of scientists to go over there and check <laughs> lead paint mold as best as I mean. You just you're going to just create more problems than you have to. But you have to be critical, and here's another good example. I don't want to go too long, but when I sold my house, right, you you live with things. I lived with a retaining wall that was leaning. I lived with carpet that was kind of dirty. I lived with baseboard that was scratched up and needed painted. But when I put my house on the market after 13 years of living there, we spent about $4,000. We fixed the retaining wall, did landscaping that I didn't do for 13 years, painted everything, so it looked perfect. Staged it, cleaned it, because I knew I had I was okay with it. But when I showed it to agents and buyers and home inspectors, I knew I had to have those things right. See, and that's something that um, that's something that I feel that uh, once we go into the the full uh, episode, the, the full uh, tutorial with the after the rehab uh, after the rehab conversation, uh, we're going to be able to dive into each one of these topics a little bit more, yeah. uh, and give yeah, even, we will. even give even better examples on that. And uh, that's a really good one to tune into because these are these are those things that are going to delineate whether you make money or you don't make money. Honestly, it it can be that drastic. So guys, the moral of the story today is don't be afraid to be critical of yourself. Uh, and this is, guys, you know, you're you're about to put a property on the market. You want to make sure everything is crystal clear. Everything is a go, guys. Make sure you're going to dhrea.com forward slash learn. You make you want to make sure you hear the full full length version of this podcast. Uh, we're gonna be talking about after the rehab for probably at least a half an hour, giving you some great tips. Alex, this has been our 15 minutes Thank of fame you, today. Adam. Guys at home, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in to the Deacon Hoover Radio Network. Make sure you give us a comment, like, subscribe, and we will talk to you next time.